This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jeremy Wolf. Hello, hello, and welcome everyone to episode number 60 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wolf. And today I'd like to welcome to the show Gary Gore with Gary Gore Music. Gary, thanks for joining us today. Hey, how are you, Jeremy? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, it's my pleasure. And uh, thank you to our listeners, as always, for tuning in to learn more about our great community and the businesses that serve us. So, Gary, let's get started. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Gary Gore Music? Well, Gary Gore Music is a full-service entertainment company where we offer uh, live music, uh, solo musicians, singer, guitar players, duos, trios, small bands, uh, as well as DJ services, and if necessary, karaoke as well. <coughs> Excuse me. You, you, don't want, you don't want to hear me do karaoke, man. <laughs> well, that's run run for the hills when I start singing. <laughs> Um, we also offer uh, telegram services because it kind of all falls into uh, musical entertainment. Basically, we cover pretty much any kind of musical entertainment as well as um, singing telegrams. We've got uh, an Elvis impersonator. You're talking to him right now who will show up and deliver telegrams, but actually play the guitar and sing as opposed to uh, using a tape recorder or stuff like that, which a lot of uh, people do. And we also, believe it or not, have a children's music program called oh, Gary nice. Kazoo. Um, comes with the puppet. There's a, we've already got a CD released to, to some accolades a, a couple of years ago. And I'm actually working on the second CD, hopefully by the end of this summer. Oh, nice, man. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of like the Sesame Street uh, age group for probably seven and under, six and under. Uh, the demographic changes because, as you know, children are listening to crazier and crazier music these days so it's harder to compete so i found it much more interesting to do that level as well as everything else that we offer yeah for sure uh, crazy music right my daughter she's she's 11 i listen to what i hear what she listens to now and it's like Ee. yeah I, I, it even scares me <laughs> yeah it is it is pretty frightening for sure T tell us a little bit um, about your background, your journey. How did you get into the entertainment business? Has this been something that you've kind of always followed since your your youth, or did you have a, you know, another life prior to this? Tell us about your journey. Uh, yes to all of it. Um, <laughs> uh, I wanted to be an entertainer since I was a kid. It, it came naturally to me. I was a ham growing up. Um, I was always involved in theater in uh, in junior high and high school and also in college as well. And as I got out of college and I started to pick up music, uh, taught myself the guitar writing, started you know, writing poetry in college like we all do when we meet a girl that we fall in love with. And then it turned into songwriting. And when I left college, I, I understood the reality of the, of the entertainment world and it's not an easy one. So you either go 100% or you don't. And at that time I realized I was better off going into the working world so I spent some time in tech. I spent some time um, in the education field where I was actually a SAT instructor turned SAT tutor turned corporate trainer. And next thing you know, I'm the regional academic manager for all of New England for a company called Kaplan, where we went around and taught 
teachers and trained instructors on how to take the courses and teach the courses. Um, and after a year in the tech world after that, came down to Florida for a vacation and never left. And that was 23 years ago. And I realized in Florida, even though I dabbled in the working world for about a year, the entertainment was just there for the taking. And I realized that there was so much more, so many more opportunities to perform. Uh, within a year, I was performing three to four nights a week on the beach and never looked back. Yeah, that's that's a, an amazing journey right there. You know, talk about you know following your passions and and really kind of hitting it with with full force. And you know, it sounds sounds like you're you're doing what you love, and um, that's good stuff, man. So, <clears throat> tell us a little bit. I mean, I. It, Clearly, you what you're doing for a living. It sounds like you, you know, you, you you get a lot of enjoyment out of that. But when you're not working, what do you like to do for fun during your leisure time? Maybe tell us a little bit about your family. Um, I have a beautiful wife and lovely child who's now turning ten in about a month or two. And in my spare time, I pretty much, if I'm not looking for work, because that's what musicians do, they're always kind of looking for that next show. Um, I spend a lot of time with my daughter. I had the pleasure of raising my daughter um, because most of my work was at night and I was at home during the day. And my wife had a great job with the great benefits. So it just it behooved us to, to let her continue her career, which is what she wanted to do. And I had the pleasure of raising my daughter, uh, which is very, very rare. And that is my spare time is with my kid, my, my wife, and, and I paint. Oddly enough, now I paint. <laughs> I've become a painter almost by accident. And the worst thing that could have happened is people started to buy them. So now I consider myself <laughs> a part-time painter. And I just had my first show last month. So tell me, congratulations on that. Tell me about this happy accident. How did you happen upon uh, painting on accident? Um, you know, I went. Well, I went to, again, this, here's another side note, but I graduated from one of the best art schools in the world uh, called uh, SVA, School of Visual Arts in Manhattan. But I graduated as a film student. My heart was always in acting and film and cinematography. So my degree is in cinematography. But I was surrounded by art all my life. My mom was very creative. My aunt is a painter and a sculptor, among other things, and played instruments. So it was always around me. And having gone to SVA... Um, all of my friends and all of my associates, they were all high-end artists. This is where uh, the likes of Keith Haring went to school and uh, uh, Milton Gla Glaser, who invented the I Love New York logo. So it was a very d defined art school. I was a, I, I stuck out like a sore thumb because I wanted to make, you know, crazy comedies and horror movies, and they were making art films. But I managed to graduate and that was in my soul anyway. And then about a year ago, I realized everyone after the pandemic came out all stressy and and looking for something else. And I was already in a creative world, but there was something missing and it was the release. I can play and I can sing and I can DJ and dance around, but there was just something else I needed. So I just started splattering paint on canvases and call it abstract. And then I realized I might have an eye for it. I don't know. I'll let you know if I sell some more. <laughs> So where are you, where are you selling works right now? Are you putting them online, or how do you how do you? Yeah, right now, right now I have a I put up a Shopify site, which I'm probably going to change under 
hard to pronounce, the Dao Gago, which is the art of Dao Gary Gago. Right? Uh, very, fan <laughs> very fancy. The art of Gary Gore. Um, a little <laughs> Zen reference thrown in there. And um, basically, I'm going to go down the line of classic street artists and, and put on my own shows. So I, I just put on my own showing last month at the Icebox Cafe in Hollandale. And probably in a month or so, I'll be putting on another show with a with another guest artist and start getting the community together. Oh, that's that's nice. Have you ever thought about do incorporating the music with the art where you do you do an art show and you also perform or kind of integrate that into one uh, you know, one thing? It's a lot to consider. I've seen it, but most of the time it's usually an artist and a musician together. So, you know, I, it would be near impossible to do it while I was playing the guitar and singing. And as a DJ, don't, sell, be, don't sell yourself short, Gary, you could do it. <laughs> I could, but it would be pretty weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the last show I did was basically I set up um, a pre-mix that I had made of uh, a crazy mix of disco and samba and uh, Motown and rock and roll. And, and it flowed nicely with the show itself. Um, I guess at the end of the day, I cater to adults. And I don't want to say adult entertainment because that sounds horrible, but I <laughs> cater to a 30 and over crowd that appreciates art and music and everything that goes with it. I'm, nice, creatively, nice. I'm creatively schizophrenic and it's, it's hard to grasp. Creatively I'm always, schizophrenic. Because I'm always jumping around. People are like, what are you doing today? I'm like, oh, today I'm a DJ. Tomorrow I play live. <laughs> um, Friday I'm off, so I'm going to paint all day. It's it's hard to get, it's hard to nail one down. And as they say, you know, if you want to do one thing well, you should just focus on that. So I think that's probably my biggest problem is focus. But I'm managing. Oh, well, it seems like you're having having a good time doing all that. So uh, that's a plus. Uh, fun is not lacking in what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly better than going to an office and sitting in front of a computer for eight ten hours a day. I'd imagine. I would. Yeah. I would imagine. <laughs> I guess it depend, depends on who you ask, though, right? So if to each his own. Depends on what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're, you're a gamer, hell. So, so I think I might already know the answer to this, but I wanted to get your feedback on it. Um, you know, people, I think in general, there's this um, perception that people have when they hear of somebody that's in the music industry or in the entertainment industry and they have a certain, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, a preconceived notion of what that looks like. Uh, oftentimes, that's not an accurate assessment because people are inundated with celebrity and all this fame and stuff. What, what are, what's, what are some common myths or misconceptions that people generally have about the entertainment industry, uh, the music industry from your experience? Well, I mean, I guess 99.99% .99 of the people in the industry are not doing it full time. Uh, what I call weekend warriors. Uh, most of the musicians I meet, which is a, which is a tough thing to be, um, going up against is uh, that they're mostly weekend warriors. They're nine to five job Monday to Friday. And then Friday night or Saturday night, they'll get together with their friends or they've, they've been musicians, but they never took the plunge, but they're willing to take the plunge on the weekend because even if they're bad or even if they lose the gig, they have the security of their Monday to Friday, nine to five jobs. So the mentality yeah, sure. is um, for a guy like me, it's really tough because I run against that as a competition and it's, it's my livelihood versus my hobby. 
Uh, so that's a big, that's a big one. Um, most people think that, you know, you rock and roll all night and you sleep all day and there's, there's some truth to that, but understand that we rock and roll all night. And then some of us have to wake up and get our kids ready for school. And then we have to make sure the house is, you know, if they're, if that's the role that they're playing. And again, it's for us, it's a constant uh, search for the for the right gig, the better gig, the more appropriate gig. Um, I'm lucky enough that I always joke that I stick like mold. So when I get into a place, because because I'm I'm, I guess not to sound big headed, but it's not like I'm the best musician in the world, but I'm one of the better entertainers. I understand the business because I've been on both sides of the bar. You know, at one point I was a bartender many years ago. Um, so I understand what it takes to ring the register. And basically, when I go into a place, I do everything in my power to make sure that the crowd is being entertained appropriately, depending on the demographic, and that the business is making money because of what I do. I keep people in their seats. And uh, the focus is different than your average weekend warrior. Um, and that's the other thing. People just think that it's a laissez-faire uh, life. Mm-hmm. But when you're a full-timer, it's tough. It's a grind every single day. Yeah. So, so you're, you're not out on, uh, on tour filling up, uh, you know, 80,000 person venues rocking out, uh, with a whole entourage. That's not, that's not the life. My yacht is waiting for me. So we've got to wrap this up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll be, I'll be right over Gary. Let's go. (laughs) I'm driving an, I'm driving an SUV. I don't have a yacht. Well, I'm going to go, when we're done, I'm going to go gas up the private jet and we're going to head out to, uh, we'll head out to lunch over on a, at a, at a Michelin, Michelin star restaurant for, uh, <laughs> no matter what the stars, no matter how many stars, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Good deal. Uh, so Gary, in closing, uh, why don't you share with everyone, uh, how we could learn more, maybe how we could hear some of your work, your website, your contact information, uh, tell us how we can reach you. Yeah, well, at my age, my social media skills are average at best. So I do have an Instagram presence. Um, I do a lot of Facebook um, uh, posting because that seems to be the demographic for my general audience. Like I said, 30, 35 and over. But you can find me at Gary Gore Music, G-A-R-Y-G-O-R-E Music. And um, on my website, which that'll lead you to, there's video clips um, of me of all different places, anywhere from the elbow room where I was a regular for 10 years to uh, hosting the Day of the Dead Festival in Fort Lauderdale, which I've had the pleasure of being the DJ MC for for the last seven years and uh, live clips, pictures and information. They can find me there and contact me for any of their musical needs. El Dia de Muerte. I think that means the day of the dead, right? In my worst Spanish accent possible or Spanish voice or <laughs> That's I don't it. Know, what, what am I trying to say? Goodness gracious. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> the festival in Fort Lauderdale is off the chain. It really is amazing. It's only gotten uh, bigger and bigger every year. At one point, we had about ten to 15,000 people show up. Oh, wow. I, I, you got to let me know when it is next. I've never even heard of it. I'd love to come check it out. It's, it's now established as the first Saturday in November. So I believe this year it's going to be November 4th. Um, and it's full of uh, local artisans and uh, local food. And the, the main stage has an array of entertainment that would blow anybody away. with Mariachi bands from all over the country. Um, it, it's, it's an amazing event. And I, I think now it's in its 10th, uh, well, 
12th, 14th year, something like that. I, I got to double check. But I've had the pleasure of working with them for the last seven years and made it to the main stage about five years ago. And no one's kicking me off. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we'll definitely keep in touch after this. And you'll have to uh, remind me of when that's coming. Uh, and I'll definitely be, be sure to attend the next one in November. Absolutely. And uh, we'll link in the description below to all of that good stuff, your contact information and um, everything. So, hey, Gary, thanks for joining us today. It was a, a pleasure getting to learn more about you and what you do and your story. So uh, we appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, and thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate what you're doing for the city and for local uh, local companies and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's a bigger deal than you might think. Oh, that means a lot to me. I appreciate you telling me that. And, um, and as always, thanks to our listeners for tuning in. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Good Neighbor Podcast. Everyone have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Cooper City. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to gnpcoopercity.com. That's gnpcoopercity.com. Or call 954 Two three one three one seven zero.